I mean, it, it, it might literally just be because uh, it's actually really quite close. And I don't know what the minimum focal range on a webcam is, but, but you would think it would be quite small, you know, like, you know, a desk's width away is like, like that. surely that's literally how a webcam should work, right? You'd thought that's what it was designed for. Welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast from independent validator teams. Hello and welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast from the three of us. Uh, <laughs> we, this week we have a guest. We have Bendy from the chat. Um, w- would you like to say hello, Bendy? Hello, everyone. There we go. Okay, so a guest has spoken within minute one. All of the haters take note. Um, and yeah, so obviously what is happening this week is East Denver and some of our esteemed colleagues have decided that rather than hang out with us nerds on the internet, they should probably make the most of, uh, you know, going to East Denver because they're on the same continent. So that's what's going on. If you are at East Denver, and for some mad reason listening to this right now, uh, live or on uh, or on a podcast player, um, you should go uh, look up Serp, Schultze, um, several friends of the pod. I mean, actually, a lot of friends of the podcast are obviously going to be at East Denver. So if you see anybody who you recognize because of the show, say, hey, um, and obviously hit up. You know, if you see if you see your Serper and, and Schultze, hanging around say hey and enjoy denver we're very jealous anyway um what what is what's the big news this week is there any is there any news with you you guys what's going on bitcoin pumping micro micro bitcoin has pumped significantly in the last 24 it would seem you can tell something's pumping right because i i don't ever notice price action ever it's just not a thing i notice and then even when when something in in my aegis makes me aware that that things are pumping and i'm like ah that's actually pretty that was like me the last 24 hours it's like whoa hang on we making money now (laughs) but some cosmos chains more than others i mean the hub seems to be doing well um you know just is doing well yep i'm sure it won't be when next time we have eddie to cash out i'm but but you know yeah I, yeah that was up like ten percent or something when I checked I was like fucking hell what's Aptos is up twenty two percent in the last twenty four okay so it's up even more than I thought uh, I know that there's well there's I know there's some stuff that the Valsa or partners I should say or whatever have been told is coming but I don't know if any of that has actually been announced or will be announced at East Denver and a lot of it is cool but too kind of. I would have thought too nerdy to move any price, so it must just be the Bitcoin news, no? Yeah, I think it's just I think it's just synced with the market. Like the but Aptos has been pretty flat for a fairly long time as well, so maybe it's just having a bit of a catch up. Yeah, maybe. Um but yeah, I noticed the 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 hub seemed to be pumping as well. Um, well No. Bit. Hub's actually down. Over what? the past twenty four, yeah, it's up ten percent for well, it's up thirteen percent for a week, but it's still like yeah, it had a couple of big days and then obviously just gave up. But no, that's fine. <laughs> got to, got tired and sat down. It was just like for three days. That it, like, it was you know it, there's like um, 
fuck, I can't remember what it's off, but like all these people go running past a guy and he's like standing at the coffee shop out waiting for his coffee. And then he's like, all these people are just fucking sprinting past. And he's like, gets into this, starts like jogging on the spot and about to like, you know, run off with them. And then, and then they all pass. And then he's like, yeah. And just goes back to waiting for his coffee. <laughs> Is that not just something you, you kind of hallucinated one day? Is that a really thing to that happen? Like, I mean, it might have, I, I don't know. Comedy show, which country roughly? Yeah, I've got no idea. It's just something I remember. No idea where it came from. I, I just remember it. I just, I just, at one I'm point certain. in my life. I'm certain. It was some, it was some media that I saw somewhere. I don't know if it was part of a TV show or a movie or just some shit on YouTube or, you know, garbage somewhere, but I saw it and I'll fucking, I'll die by the sword on that. I did not hallucinate it. So like the veteran avant-garde comedian, Stuart Lee, you are saying simply, you can't say that this did not happen because it did. And I was there. Yes. Which I'd recommend actually, if you, if you want a very, if you want a very, very testing long form comedy special, the, uh, what was it called? Comedy vehicle is, is a good, a good watch if you're into a certain type of comedy which may be adjacent to not being comedy at all. Um, so, right, yeah, market's pumping. What else is happening? What's new with you? The lights fucking suck in this room, that's for sure. I'm uh, in Melbourne at the moment, and this I'm, I'm not enjoying this <laughs> light situation. He's not enjoying the city situation. No, I think, well, you know, the uh, it's getting later in summer as well, so it's not getting sunny as early. And now, like... You know, it's kind of, I think in a few weeks it's going to be like dark at this time, which is going to be annoying. And then they're going to bring in, they're going to cut off daylight savings and I'm going to be like getting up in the middle of the night to do this fucking podcast. I mean, I feel bad for you, but equally we're on the climb, the slow climb out of the misery and despair of winter. And it's, we're just, I think maybe in the first week or so when you're definitely not going to work in the dark and then coming home in the dark and you're like maybe there is hope it's also not, it's also not just been gray and drizzly so that that's made me really happy like there's been moments of sunlight uh that have like coincided with my walk to and from train stations and that's been you know just magnificent i mean you know, cold and windy and still you know vile compared to whatever you're complaining about, but we should just do another 45, 50 minutes on different microclimates in the UK, some observations on the weather, some complaining about the weather, but um, I was on the East coast. actually. would also be good, right? I was on the East coast the weekend. Right. And I will say this is the East coast is noticeably, noticeably less wet or like even gray. It's just, it's just cold as fuck. And you're like, Huh, that's a winter sky. I do not recall seeing one of those in a while. Um, so the rain falls, and by the time it gets to the east, it's all gone. Yeah. South, so, southwestly um, winds. Yeah, I mean, and, and and somehow all the fuck, all I could fucking think of. So I was I was up in Scotland, and all I could fucking think of was that bombshell from the Potter the other week, 
where it turned out the population of, of Australia was like 25 million. And I was just like, it's only five times Scotland. And I just, you know, when you have like an, almost like an intrusive thought that you're like, you're walking down the street and then you just remember that the population of Australia is only five times Scotland and Scotland's got quite a small population. And I, I just, for whatever reason, I just couldn't, I kept just thinking about that fact. I mean, I had other things to do. I'd be like trying to change a baby or something and on, on like a train or in like a, the back of a cafe or something. I'd be like, damn, only five times Scotland, huh? Five times Scotland, ain't that a thing? Just like over and over. I don't know why it was, but it was really on my mind this weekend. Maybe there's some reason. Maybe like uh, if you can work out why it's only almost exactly five times the population, you can figure out where the Holy Grail is or something. It's like an Indiana Jones riddle. Probably I not. Mean, it's, it's a pretty strange thing to uh, that you have occupying your mind. Sir. Yeah, I mean, it's entirely possible that this is just a sign of like some kind of advanced nervous breakdown. But, you know, that's been in the post for oh, some time now. It is. Just, just, you've actually been sleeping, and then maybe some sleep might, you know, maybe it's just you're not, you're not getting enough sleep, and therefore you're just stuck on one thought. Yeah, possibly. Well, I've noticed actually as 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 you get towards so as, as you get towards like year, the end of year one of of Wee Nipper, you start getting sleep again, like semi consistently, and you go a bit crazy. Like it's like everything catches up with you, and you start just like tuning out. Like you'll be talking to somebody and you'll realize like about four seconds ago that you made like a massive faux pas. And it's like, then you go like, oh God, like three months ago, I wouldn't have even noticed that. And you're like, oh my God, I must've been awful the last six months. And then you realize that you've just, you're you're thinking all these thoughts and you've just stopped talking in this conversation and stopped responding. And you're like, well, I've compounded a faux pas with staring absentmindedly into space. Fuck. and you're in work and it's literally like having your trousers down and that's that that was like there was like a good patch of that just before christmas where i was just like why the fuck am i even here i've just become completely incoherent my boss has just returned to work after having um this part of a year off for maternity leave um and i handed her the card of the person who'd been doing her maternity leave cover so like can you just send me a name here and she immediately failed to actually write her name. She just wrote something, like wrote some letters from her name. And I was like, this is just going to happen a lot, like while I get used to being like a professional person again. Uh, so, and that was one where I just thought, oh, I remember that, like a long time ago now from my, with my kids. But, you know, you, you remain kind of exhausted anyway. Um, might, might change a bit. My youngest is not eight, so I've got... Uh, so yeah, maybe maybe once she's also at secondary school, then they'll be kind of very consistent, kind of like, oh, I'm not completely shattered all the time. Get some time to myself. I think when they've all left home, right? Isn't that when you get, or when they're all? I guess yeah, when they're all teenagers, right? And they hate your guts. Yeah. Well, I think there's an element of alleged self-sufficiency that is meant to be happening, and therefore I, in theory, do have more time. Um, but really, I've just got time back by doing the script, like. So, um, less crypto, that, more. That really makes you consider your life choices, huh? Yeah, but we also want. Um, we've just had a quote for some building work, and um, I may need to uh, find some sort of hundred x gem in order to pay for a lot of conversion. So, hundred x gem. Well, I think that's that's Rama. Uh, although looking in the spreadsheet, I don't see any hundred x gems listed. 
There's just lots of stuff about newts. Yeah, I mean, he loves amphibians. It says, send newts. Ah, I get that. I get that joke. (laughs) This is what I'm talking about. We we're. Do you own Do you own a bag, uh, Bendy? I I did a thing where I sold. um, What was it? Two hundred atom for some newt and ran a poll to see which would be worth more in a month. Uh, and it turned out to be newt was worth considerably more. Um, at one point it was two X that, so it definitely went over 400. Um, it's about 300 and something. I think it was at the moment for an atom for the same amount. Um, but the other, but the majority of my newt holdings actually come from, um, Rama who just gave me some, um, and I then have, shared it with some other friends my my kind of semi crypto friends and i've just shared it with them and I'm like if this ever goes to being worth a lot of money you can have it but in the meantime i'm not giving it you because you'll just dump it so i don't trust them in fact uh rama also tried the airdrop mean newt <laughs> you should have accepted the newt no i i did not accept what the is newt. the newt it's a point just a meme coin. Just a meme coin. Right. It's Good. Just a meme coin. It's the mascot of Neutron and has its own telegram trading box. Has its own what? Te- there's a telegram trading box called Isaac because he's called Isaac Neutron. I did see something about that, to be fair. Was that it's really cool? Well, there's probably Rama tweeting about it now. I think about it. <laughs> I mean, or if you follow any of the skip guys, it'd be them as well. Because I think it's one of the guy Jacob at Skip, I think, built him. Ah, yeah, okay. No, it would be one of the Skip guys that I saw. Um, so, okay, so that that's, I'm, I'm sure, like, and this is the other thing, right? Presumably every week, I think if we went back, we'd find that every week for the last few weeks, I'd probably ask what Newt is. That's because we are not, not as well rested as we like to pretend we are, fellas. Hey. I'd hey. say this is more like, Cultural advice. Just buy some meat. It's good fun. Cultural advice, not financial advice. It's very it's important. There's, there's good culture, and you can send meats to people. Yes. So, is there a big is there a big newt after party at East Denver that people should check out if they're there? I, I, I don't know. I assume there would be. I mean, if they, I imagine that you know. All the new holders that are there, I'm sure, will coordinate them themselves and gather round to talk about how it's ultrasound salamander money. Gather round um, a, a gather round a burning trash can to 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 warm themselves. Deal yeah, with the altitude sickness and all of that, right? Yeah, there's some big mountains near Denver. It would be really nice. Like, oh, the altitude there is fucked. Yeah, everyone spends the whole fucking time wishing they weren't there and partying. I, know, I mean, I've, I've been to Denver before. It's it's cool. Um, I just mean that, like, cool. It's fucked. I mean, maybe, maybe people should just be in better shape. But but I I, I reckon I like the one thing because I was I was I was just passing through the one time I've been there, and I remember seeing like, how big how big the mountains are, and I was thinking you could probably like they're only about you know ten fifteen kilometers outside of town, aren't they? Like you could probably just hire a bike and just just make a day of it, right? Like, I wonder how high you can get on a, like, as in, like, what, what's the what's the highest pass up there that you could get to this time of year on a road bike? I think it's pretty high, right? I guess so. Um, it's not 2,000 meters, maybe? But 
I mean, the, the thing they do is like, why are you going to Denver at this time of year if you're not going to East Denver? If you're going to go to Denver and then just go, I'm sucking off the conference, what you're going to do is go cycling. You could just go at a different time, right? Right, but it's a free trip to go sack it off and then go cycling. How is it free trip? Someone's paying. Well, you've got to make, you've got to make money first, but, you know, potentially like an employer or something is paying. Um, okay, I mean, like, I, I would, I would guess most people who are at East Denver are like there on an employer's uh, company card. Yeah. When I'm doing that, I try to spend my time drinking and not cycling. I mean, that's Bendy, a fair point. I am going to have to interject here and say that your microphone is really annoying the fuck out of me. It is like you're mumbling into a trash can out the side of a pub. Wait, let me see if I can just. I'll take the thing off the phone. I just sort of shout into it like this. Is that better? No, I think it's more like the connection or something. It's like it keeps dropping in and out. It's fucking annoying. Good. Well, now into the technical troubleshooting corner. <laughs> Shall I just, like, just sit here quietly? Like maybe just unplug it and plug it into a different hole somewhere or like not use it. Do you have headphones? <laughs> Now I'm going to have to give up the move. Like, just fucking unplug that thing, take it over the corner, throw it into the corner, stomp on it a few times, and then put your headphones on. (laughs) And there we go. That is the cultural difference between British people and Australians in an absolute nutshell. Apologies if you paid more than fucking 45 cents for that on Etsy. Probably on Timu, or is that just Serp? Was it Serp who had, who had installed Timu to buy some crab? <laughs> Fucking Timu. I mean, I've been, I've been getting spam get the ad? for a year not knowing what <laughs> Timu was. I just keep getting all of these fucking Timu like emails. I'm like, what is this shit? Never never clicked on it because it looks scammy as shit. Yeah. Uh, and then and then what did you Serp buy like some used condoms or something from there? <laughs> Fuck those. But, um, yeah, no, I, re- I read a, 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 an article about the economics of it because, of course, I'm a fucking loser. Um, <laughs> the economics and, of Timu. Was, is, yeah, was, well, this, uh, was this academic research? or No, no, no. It was, it, it was like the FT or something. It was like an interest piece. So, like, yeah, like moderately well-researched or whatever. But, like, I was on a train. I had time to kill. I'd forgotten my book. Um, and uh, it's like... The, their entire game plan is like a turbo charge. It's like the shitcoin. It like it's like it's like the shitcoin version of a strategy, right? There's like the Amazon strategy, which is you sell you sell stuff at a loss until you get market share, and then you just go, "Oh, we're jacking up the price." And then there's their plan, which just you, as I understand it, you basically say this is the price floor, and the sellers have to make it happen, and they don't even make any money. And the platform loses money and the buyers are buying crap they don't need. And it's usually of a really poor quality. So basically everybody loses. Like it's, it's like a fascinating, like the economics of the situation are mad because it's like the invisible hand is going like, Hey, you said you wanted 55 rabbit shaped condoms. We'll make that happen. By the way, they've all got holes in them. And then the seller doesn't make any money either. <laughs> and like everybody loses. Like it just, it's just the maddest like microeconomy. Um, the entire when, I search, 
When I search Timu, top results include, is Timu legit? <laughs> is Timu legit? <laughs> what is Timu? Uh, yeah. Inside Australia's fastest growing online marketplace, Timu. Chinese ultra-cheap online shopping model losing steam. Hmm. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. In fact, you didn't hit, probably hear it here first, but yeah, Timu sucks. Anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Timu, uh, it sucks. Timu. Uh, so that's Game of Nodes. Well, we, yeah, we have the two, you know, we have the, you know, we, we have all those brands that are lining up to try and get endorsements from Game of Nodes, and we have the, we have the sticker that says Game of Nodes approved, don't we? Like the stamp, and we have the Game of Nodes shitcoin stamp. And, you know, as, we, as seen on Gone. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're going to apply the Game of Nodes shitcoin stamp to Timu. Shitcoin confirmed. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, Bendy, have you, uh, have you managed to resolve your issues, bud? Mm, well, not necessarily. I thought my issue is actually a Wi Fi issue rather than a. Yeah, I think you might be right. Like, can you tether to your phone or something? Do you have, like, phone towers over there? Or? Yeah. It's a, the thing is that I don't understand how the video could be good because the video is the thing that takes the actual bandwidth and then the audio. Yeah, the, the video is quite crisp. It's only when you talk everything goes to shit. Also, I like how you've given up having a stand for your microphone now. That you're now just leaning back, reclining. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the secondary location. I'm not set up here at all. I've lost my tripod. I have to tape my fucking phone to my monitor. I'm holding my microphone. I hate the fucking light in this room. It's like really making me angry. And uh, uh, taking it out on Bendy and his shitty microphone. Well, actually, as it turns out, he's probably just stomped on the microphone in the corner when he turned off his uh, his his camera in anger. And it turns it's out the microphone is fine. It's probably just fine. <laughs> See, the problem was you called Null's tech support. It was a lot of confidence, a lot of confidence. But what did he, what did he call Null's what? Null's tech support. Oh, you know you don't. <laughs> you don't call Null's tech support. Hey, did you uh, do you manage to solve that problem that you were having with that server where you're having to drive back and forth over and over? Uh, Speaking of tech support. Well, yes and no. I have more of a supplier problem than a fucking server problem they keep sending me used discs with pending fucking smart failures on them so that's been irritating um and have you been buying them you've been buying them used new i've been buying them new they've been coming used so what from a legit vendor well Well, well, obviously that we've been buying these discs off (laughs) tbu I buy my servers from from this place, and they're really good. It, they they thought they had a um, a batch of uh, opened but new drives that a customer had bought, thinking that they could use SAS drives, but only had SATA interface. Anyway, the smart data kind of says that they've been sitting there spinning for six months, and all have like you know failures in there i can't remember exactly what smart failure it is but it's like you know the warning comes up impending doom and like they sent me a replacement for the one that was you know used and then that one was used also and had the same like smart 
they're all from the same box on Timu or whatever, aren't they? So, that's <laughs> but the the brand new ones that were the new in packet ones were fine. They they work great. Um, yeah, and all the other gear that I get from this place is great as well. So I don't know what the go is with these hard drives. I believe the hard drives are quite hard to get in Australia at the moment. So especially the SAS drives, Exos SAS. But anyway, working through that. But I did just commission a uh, new server. So I I flew down to Melbourne on. When uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, and then uh, it's Wednesday today. The, hmm? Yeah, it's Wednesday. Thursday. Wait, today. no, it's Thursday today for you. For me, yeah, yeah. So Tuesday, I flew down here and uh, said hi to my partner. She picked me up from the airport, gave her her a kiss on the cheek, and uh, stole her car and went to the data center and commissioned my latest storage server until uh, midnight, and then came home. Um, but it works great. It's an old, older, older hardware I got from a uh, secondhand reseller in Australia who does great work for uh, for secondhand stuff. Like the level of service I got from this mob was eclipses like new server hardware supplies. It was fantastic. Um, and anyway, yeah, commissioned it, put some hard drives in it, and. Do you think they would uh, they would like an endorsement from you in return for a shout out on the podcast? Uh, no. <laughs> so you're not going to mention who they are then? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because then someone might buy all my fucking secondhand servers I want to buy. All right, so you want to keep them all for yourself, like hoard, hoard the hypothetical servers that you've actually not purchased from inventory because you don't need yeah. them. Yeah, I shall hoard my future service dash. Very good. Okay, excellent. Um, well, I don't have anything as interesting, although I was really, really tired uh, when we finally took delivery of one of the boxes we needed last week for the Aptos stress net, and everything else was kind of mostly set up. Um, and I don't know if it was last Wednesday, actually, or whether it was like, no, it would have been like literally last fri- Friday, maybe. And um, it was delivered it was delivered in like a rescue state and all this other stuff from a, from a supplier with like um, you had to log into like the proprietary uh, hardware manager for the server manufacturer to, to like boot start bootstrapping it. And you know, when you just have one of those fucking idiot mornings and I was just like, absolutely banging my head against like, I had like the, the instructions. I was just like, Oh man, this is why I just do cloud weenie shit on on AWS or whatever because I just I just don't remember how to do any of this crap anymore. And I just just, just literally I was just trying to set up raid, and I was like, "Fuck, I don't remember this being so hard. This is like nothing showing up." Blah 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 blah. And in the end, I got pissed off and like said something. I think in a chat that Usurper was in, or maybe even directly to Usurper, and he was just like, "You're using NVMEs." no hardware raid and i was like uh yeah of course why have i spent an hour fucking around (laughs) software raid all along and um yeah so that was um that was embarrassing (laughs) uh but you're too much of a you're 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 too much of a terraform guy now you don't remember how to use actual computers well i mean so legitimately, like uh, when we did our bare metal migration last summer, that would have been the first time that I had run bare metal 
since 2014, I think, maybe. So like everything we've done, we'd done previously in uh, in the crypto space, we were running, before that we were running AWS. And professionally, that's what I would do. That's, that's I mean, li- literally I built a consultancy on, on cloud stuff, right? So yeah, literally what, you know, I, it, it does mean that I am um, sometimes things now, I'm just like, pure idiot mode like like ugh, yeah hardware hardware stuff i've chased it out of my brain a very long time ago but i'm still operating at the moment with like the confidence of somebody who thinks he knows what he's doing because i'm like i did it loads in the past and it's like yeah literally 10 years ago and so i keep make i keep doing these things where i'm just like this doesn't look right it's like yeah because of this elementary reason that you've just committed to the dustbin of memory <laughs> It doesn't work like that, but you know, uh, you know, I, I I like that you're living your best life with all these servers and stuff. Now that's cool. I respect well, that. I think it's, uh, well, it's good to have use hard drives. Yeah, it's good to have a mix of stuff. I mean, there's just things certain certain applications that is no good for you know cloud servers. Oh my fucking god! Better you're the lift. Oh man, get your fucking microphone back. That's horrible. Uh, Are you on your phone? Well, He's just walking around his palace. For those for those of you who, who are listening back on podcast players later, Ben's uh, Ben's sort of doxing his palatial residence. It's like Saddam Hussein's palace. I'm half expecting to see like a uh, a statue of himself in the background at some point. Every, everything's everything's become like a washed out yellowy green somehow the audio has gotten worse i mean if you didn't look good bendy i'd fucking just probably delete you off this call <laughs> <laughs> that's a very strange comment though he's a handsome looking so dude. Damn handsome I'd, I'd can he right now <laughs> i mean he's a handsome looking dude it's like people probably hung around just to, to look at him um, so you reckon it's juicing our viewer numbers? Yeah. Uh, if it, if he weren't here, it but would definitely only be two. Hey? The frequent viewers of the podcast will notice that the number of amplifiers behind me has only been increasing. Oh, yeah. Know? Why? Have, has Marshall not been collecting their boxes again? No, thankfully they did. Uh, it was Fender, but yes, they did They did collect all their boxes. Um, but no, no, these are all owned owned by me. In this in this instance, um, it, it, I, I was actually looking at them um, before the podcast started in the in the self view and thinking it's a lot of amps for a man that no longer gigs. Maybe I do need to do something about that. Like, do you, the jam? do you jam by yourself in your house? Not with the no, you can't. That you, they're all hundred watt amps. They're really loud. Maybe you could start like a. Uh... Like pad the room out, start a YouTube channel, uh, smoke a durry and drink a drink at the same time, and like add some tricks in there, and then retire on them fat fucking you know social media funds that monthly check. So, okay, I very long time ago, I early earlier era of YouTube, I did have a YouTube channel uh, for guitar stuff. Um, and as 
uh, I don't know. Not. I, I'm pretty sure I've said before that I used to run a. I, I I used to run a pedal company. That's one of the things I did in the past. Um, like just a, just a side thing. Um, but the uh the the raw material cost shot up after Brexit and it just made it fucking disaster to try and work out how to move forward. So knocked on the head. Um, but yeah, the entire other I'm, chapter of life. I never knew that. I'm glad that Rama likes my house. That's. I'm taking it as a compliment because Rama Rama has absolutely terrible. Why does Bendy look like he's he has your classic English idiot in his 1960s house? What look like he is? Is is your house post-war, Ben? Uh, No, it's pre-war. Shows what shows what Rama knows. So yeah, yeah. He's he not be more wrong. He's just wrong on the on the specifics of the the era of manufacture of the house. Uh, I mean, you know, but it's good that he's hazarded a guess after having a little look at a couple of rooms in my house. I, think I feel like it's the mind. the classic, like you know, decor that you've got sort of sitting around, like that yeah. uh, I mean, bathroom it, tile in your lounge room. Well, I'm not in my lounge. I mean, this is the kitchen He's in the bathroom. bathroom. Well, he, he took the, <laughs> we saw we saw the elevator when the, the thing. And he's never going to come on again. He's like, "Fuck these then guys." Was in the elevator, and then he picked himself up, came out of the elevator. He's in the basement. This is the play. This is the playroom slash cinema, isn't it? I, I'm just wondering whether I should go into another room and show you another different bit of my house. There's just a you palette know. of dollars and gold bars or something in, in the other corner what? of the room. Gold plates. The atom accelerator money did have to go somewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it just, kind I, of looks. It looks kind of like an ironic English hotel. <laughs> you mean like Forty Towers? Yeah, yeah, just like that. Yeah. Oh man, I I tell you what, I used to live um, by the sea in Cornwall, and every house that wasn't like recently renovated had either a been a guest house until recently, or b looked like a guest house. And it was like, I feel like I remember like every friend's house, I was quite small, going to theirs after school. And then literally every single family was doing the same thing, which was they bought a house that used to be a guest house and they were having to strip the walls of the same fucking wallpaper. My um, parents, when I, so when I was about like nine, 10, we moved house and it was kind of a uh, sort of seaside little town. And uh we'd probably been in the house about a month and just randomly some people rang the doorbell and went can we stay here and my dad just was like no (laughs) and then they were like it looks like a guest house and it was it literally it turned out that it was listed as a b&b somewhere and like they and i would say over the next three years a series of like people came to the door asking to stay we would then discover where they had found us and remove the listing from that place because there wasn't like an individual place to remove it from. So it was like, oh, it's on, you know, we got it from here or the library had it or there's a little note on a board somewhere. And like literally, I think it took three years to... uh, Do you have a neighbour that didn't like you very much? Because this seems like a long payoff. My my neighbour was in fact um, James Bond's grandmother, uh, Daniel Craig. 
as James Bond rather than many of the others. Oh, right. I was going to say, surely Ian Fleming's grandmother would have been long dead. It, no, but but James Bond, James Bond's the actor, not the not the writer, oh, right? Yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, James Bond's the pseudonym of the person that also takes the 007 mantle, potentially. Whatever. Yeah. Coming I mean, episodes of the podcast, you have to check back, folks, um, or just look on YouTube. Also, that. But it, I do remember there was a period of time I believe he was dating Kate Moss, and there was a period of time where his um, granny got a bit worried because Kate Moss had a reputation for taking a lot of drugs. She had a reputation. Hey, so. I started rewatching Sharp recently. There's a lot of things about that, but anyway, in the first, no second, the second episode, I think, whichever one corresponds to the first original book, Sharp's Eagle. Uh, Daniel Craig is in it as like a bit part. He's uh, he plays one of the random lieutenants, and you're like, is that Daniel Craig with like a mop of hair, like 20, 30 years ago or whatever? And it's it's really weird. It's, he looks exactly the same, except he must have been like, yeah, like really quite young comparatively the first thing i remember watching him in was um road to perdition who is he in road to perdition well i hope he was because that's quite it's quite a vivid memory i have and now 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 i'm thinking i'm wrong because you tend to know everything about films is he he's not the son is he no okay well i'm gonna need a citation on that because i I remember him being in road to perdition but but i would i would take i I could believe it he is in Road to Perdition. He's Connor Rooney, and Paul Newman is John Rooney. Yeah, he is the son then. Yeah. Huh. That is, that is legitimately, that is below my mind. I'm now going to have to go rewatch Road to Perdition, which was well, quite, a good, quite a good film, actually. So Yeah. Um, I hope this makes up for the terrible audio decor and everything <laughs> else other than that. Yeah. just doing some work. He's like, I don't care. I've chewed that out. <laughs> These are more other films I'm not going to watch. It's, it's like it's just another what is that film it's probably some dour british thing about country houses no it's about gangsters now you know yeah you lost me yeah you see this you, you be you watched Slapshot, didn't you i did that had paul newman in it oh paul newman yeah i know <laughs> uh okay so there's like i I was looking at some um, RPC stats and saw some spikes and some bad return codes, so I was just fixing them. How fixing them? How by fixing the problem on the oh, server? The well, like you know, if you're returning a four hundred four, you've probably got a fucking problem. So go have a look at it. But no, this was just uh, what was the problem? This one was not so much problem it was 429 but it was just someone trying to spam my server i was just making sure that they weren't hitting endpoints which are detrimental to performance so checking some logs so you were doing busy work gotcha okay cool excellent (laughs) yeah i I feel like this is like that that scene in the social networks like do i have do i have your full attention Mr. Null, do do you feel like I deserve you? You you've, you've been partially engaging my attention for the last twenty minutes. Uh, okay, well let's let's just let's just let, let yeah we've got to get we've got to get our money's worth out of Rama's news items. So the um, base. Speaking of which, I actually went to go and raise the uh, payment item for Rama today, and it turns out that we can't pay him again. I don't know what it is with Dow Dow, but they keep seeming to tell us that we're broke. 
So there's obviously a problem with that platform. We have dollar dues, unless we've been rugged. By whom? Indeed, that's the question. Um, well, no, no, how many of you need to? How many of you need to like vote to take money out? Or all, all of us, or four, three, no, three, three or three, four, three or four. Three or four Would more. either one of you have accidentally voted, and the other lads are just having a good time at East Denver on the uh, Dow's money? <laughs> on the three hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they fired road bikes really they're up in the mountains. I, I think, I think, from memory, that's like one night out in Denver um, for four people. So I think it's like I don't know if it's their RPCs that they're using for Osmo or whatever, but Osmosis seems to shit the bed. I need to go get a charger because my phone is dying miserably. <laughs> the absolute state of this. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna go to, to Rama's next news item. How about that Bitcoin price? Those boomers sure do have a lot of money to invest. Now, how do we get them to buy our bags and not fucking sailors? Well, Thank they you. can't buy they can't buy his bags. He's never selling. Yeah. Well, also I, I'm assuming that Newt is not part of a ETF that is listed by whoever is currently issued. Do you know what it shows? Just just how. BlackRock, Fidelity. BlackRock, yeah. Now, basically, as far as I understand, they put their application for the new ETF in. Um, So it's just a matter of time, to be honest. As far as I understand, it's just a race between that and the ETH one as to which comes first. Yeah. So I think the, um, the, the one thing I do know a little bit about is some of the stuff in the UK with the um on-chain tokenization which is like tokenization of funds themselves like buying a tokenized fund with say usdc and that that is interesting because i guess it just shows the amount of usdc rattling around i suppose which is relevant to noble sort of right which is that like if these big um financial fintech companies whatever are seeing enough usdc rattling around where they're looking at people, presumably institutional investors, saying, "Ah, look, we happen to know that they've got X amount of USDC rattling around in an account in a wallet, um, and we'd rather sell them something to do with that money while they're not employing it elsewhere." Eh, I mean, we all, we all know that there's a lot of money rattling around in various corners, but I think that's an interesting it's an interesting road to adoption in that sense. To be like the, as, I mean, maybe there's some may, maybe the actual sell is slightly different from what i've understood it to be but you know if you've got usdc lying around not doing anything then you're essentially selling somebody a savings account but as a tokenized fund um and it's just like another interesting example where you're just like well okay i guess if they're not being used for payments then whatever man um but i guess the one bit that is true is like the stable coins kind of driving the adoption which and 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 do you know what i think that is actually a really good story for for cosmos i mean within the limited context of Cosmos and UK and fund tokenization. But the fact that Neutron exists in space where... So... <clears throat> Noble. Sorry. Noble. Yeah, <laughs> Noble. But, but you know what I mean? Like, there's there's like there's a native plus, you know, all the bridged versions in the Cosmos. But crucially, like, the we live in a world here where there's a reasonable level of technical sophistication is just a given. Because, like, we are actually all quite early now. Whether or not Cosmos is technology that's going to do the mile, do the distance, or not, 
don't know. Uh, you know, my my suspicion is probably still early on that as well, and something else will come along that's better thought out. IBC, great, love it, love that approach. But you know, anyway, not financial advice. But the one thing that is really interesting, obviously, is that you know, if you look at what institutions and and the kind of innovators in that space in TradFi are doing, they're still on ETH, you know. Um, and when you look at that and you go, okay, they're on ETH and they're innovating on top of USDC, none of these things are surprising, right? You know, big caveat there. You know, it's, I sound surprised. I, I, no, I, I'm, I'm obviously not. But you know, selling the selling the idea that they could find a couple of Go developers by, you know, grabbing those guys off of any one of the big tech companies that have a base in the south of England, right? And saying, hey, can you slap on a, sh- a shirt and tie and come to London every day if we double your salary is probably an easier ask than, um, hey, can I find a bunch of smart contract engineers that are actually not going to cock it up to do the same thing? Like, There's got to be more Go engineers in London than they have smart contract engineers. And in exchange for that, if you built a Cosmos app chain rather than much as I prefer like the Cosmosm story than the app chain story, like it's the app chain story is surely is to my mind superior to the story of, you know, just a bunch of smart contracts running on Ethereum. So I, I don't know, like I think that's quite I think that would be quite bullish for Cosmos if anybody if anybody was there to be like hey have you considered like not using ethereum but using usdc elsewhere yeah well i know that elena has those kind of conversations um to because and and like this is i don't think this is any sort of alpha particularly like noble is not just there to do usdc it's going to do lots of other stuff um and it that's that's the whole purpose of it and the idea is like it's just there to do you know, tokenized representation of stuff, whether that's, you know, and then that certainly that's where they think there's a space. I mean, again, then there's questions of like, will they have their own token? Paul Kachu in turn will tell you that's a reason why they probably will stay as proof of authority rather than going into proof of stake and whatever. There's lots of stuff that then comes from it in terms of like, how do they navigate any regulatory kind of stuff? And how do you keep the different kind of effectively your different clients happy because you would have circle and whoever else right and they would be the kind of clients that would want you to have your your app chain doing what it does and but then you know the fact that you have ibc and you're just able to connect into all these things that might use it sort of seamlessly as it were is really appealing and i think that if you know that i don't know like from my point of view i don't care what language the tech is in or what i think the main thing is that stuff gets to play with each other but that you can build your own to the spec that you want so that yours is fit for the purpose you're building it for and then people can go and do whatever they want with that stuff and don't have to all have the same security assumptions and that all makes total sense to me and it's like so cosmos chains don't need to be using the cosmos sdk they don't need to be you know, in any particular language and they can be smart contract chains or they can be stupid contract chains, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. It's like the fact that the reason that I always thought Cosmos made sense was someone wants to build a thing and they want that thing to work with other stuff. Like, at a very fundamental level, 
that basically is how the real world works. Why wouldn't you want your digital world to work in that way? There's a lot, like everything else I think is kind of overcomplication of it. And it's because we're close to it in, in the detail. But when you were talking about being early, like my thing is none of it's going to last. It's all wrong. It's all going to fail. But some of it's going to leave the footprints behind that lead to the stuff that does. Um, and I was um, in typical fashion, I was shitting on Juno about, you know, it's pointless. Just turn it off. But Dow Dow is probably worth the entirety of the Juno experiment because it moved things forwards. It is orders of magnitude better than the governance module. Whether DowDow is the final form or not is almost irrelevant because it's the best form that we currently have. And I think that that's hard as an investment thesis because you've just got to accept that most stuff isn't going to work and you just have to cash out at the right kind of moments. But in terms yeah. of where the is, <laughs> I think it's right. Well, it's back to the, like, the, the idea that what's happening here is crowdfunding of software when it's speculation, right? Because if you've worked for startups majority of your career like i know what that model looks like you know even within the 90 percent of failures and yada 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 and the way this works is not that and people kidding themselves you know and that includes validators too we're the biggest degenerates of all we've said it before um but to your point i think having reflected over on it recently i think you said it on a different part i think one of the ones where we were we were out you said that that piece about out before and and i was thinking yeah you know what i think uh i think you're right and i think you actually might be even more right than you realize i would go as far as say i think the entire of the cosmos experiment is nearly worth it for doubt out alone and that's for like one or two interesting reasons which i don't think so there's the obvious reasons right and i and you've also talked about those on a different episode of this podcast um but I think there's like one for me, which is like, you know, I've spent, so at the moment I'm writing um, sort of a continuation thesis. It's like the beginning of, um, it's like the beginning of what will be my PhD thesis, right? So it's kind of the the intro paper, if you like, position. It's a position paper, but it's a very chunky position paper. It's like a fucking capybara, right? They asked me for a guinea pig. That would be a position paper. And it's instead become this big chonking rodent. But the key, the thing that, has really kind of come out of doing really specific research privacy, obviously and identity are the two things that I'm interested in and always have been um, like research into that. And also just like the talking to computer scientists to talking to people who work in FinTech to talking to people who are interested in all the various things I'm interested in at the moment, which is you know, CBDCs and fun tokenization and blah, blah, blah. Um, there's a lot of people who are very interested in zero knowledge at the moment. Go figure. Right. You know, just as just as I'm putting together a position paper that's going, okay, all of these different forms of chain uh, state denote identity. That may be problematic. Uh, you go and present that to computer scientists, and they go, yeah, duh. But none of us thought to write, well, at least none of the people in my research group thought to write that paper yet exactly. So yeah, go ahead, write it. And then you go talk to people who work in fintech, and they're like, mm, yeah, that is a concern. But nobody's been attacked yet, have they? And you're like, yeah, kind of. And they're like, ooh, that's an even bigger concern that yeah, then it's a good thing we were investing in these other things. But so anyway, back to the point of this. Like the whole point is that the the, the dominant paradigm for Cosmos, right, is anything that ships out of the box with the SDK. Those design decisions are very, very rarely questioned by teams. Um, and you know, the way that accounts work, the way that 
things are public and whatnot. That that kind of almost goes all the way back to Ethereum's model for these things. And I think that the one area where that really just works, and I think won't be completely superseded in the future is certain types of voting systems and so to certain types of open organizations and so actually in that context like with all of that caveating i've just done before like i think that there are certain types of radically open organizations that you will see in this new space that rely on dowdow and i think actually the things that Dowd have, have have realized by making those tools available, and, and to be fair, you know, you talk to talk to Jake or talk to any of the other early Dowd folks, and they were aware of this from the start, right? Is that there are also limitations to open voting, and you know they're also working on and building those tools too. So, but I think by the time you're you're done with those two things, you're actually going to have like a legitimately plausible toolkit for like organizing open and private and you know the semi-open and semi-private parts of an organization that exists in this kind of multilateral space and 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 literally i don't know all the other stuff in cosmos so many of the other use cases are actually orthogonal or even like um antipathic or whatever to openness like as in they shouldn't be public like or or being public is actually um potentially a risk of user harm and I think like the, the problem is we're, we're, I think we we all get, especially as builders, we all get very wrapped up with this idea and we're like, oh yes, yeah, great. Like if you have all this stuff open, you can do X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah. And I think a lot of that's really come out in the wash in this grand experiment in the last couple of years and be like, okay, no, actually it, it just has to be so much more fine grained than that. But what I think is great about Dowdow is its core use case is relatively well fitted to the open paradigm and they're building the tools for the non-open paradigm. And because the way it it's kind of not at the core chain level and it doesn't the, the one bit of it, I guess, which is going to be tricky is the accounts, right? It's the money because you can make as much of it as you want anonymous, but the voting, whatever, but the money also has to be anonymous too, or at least the, where it is at rest needs to be anonymous to anybody who's not the correct person to see that. If you know what I mean? Like, that it can be open but how open you are and to whom is like really important it's the same that um schultz isn't on the call because i'm sure he could tell us sort of some of the stuff around what secret does versus the other privacy chains that are coming and kind of what that potentially means because i think that uh, as you said identity and privacy feel like the two big areas that have not been resolved yet if you really wanted to if you really wanted to do some serious work on chain or replace an organization with something on chain we're not there in terms of and like it's funny like thinking about work that i'm doing you know in real world like there's loads of stuff that i do that i desperately don't want our customers to have full access to because they wouldn't understand enough of the context for it to make sense but they would think they did and we've seen that play out in cosmos where people have just sort of got a bit of data and then shouted about it quite loudly so are you guys familiar with like how um alio works or alio or however they say it where you've got so they have um like i've been fishing around there in the last couple of weeks and they have basically viewer keys so you know it's not all completely open you, you have your private key where you can do your your you know make your transactions and then 
there's like not really a public key where you can just like view stuff for an address, but then there's like a viewer key. So you can like give another key to people who need access to be able to see, say you might give it to your accountant or I don't know, someone who is in business with you and needs to be able to view the accounts like the, uh, the admin for, you know, the business or whatever it might be like you can give the specific key to people to be able to view transactions and stuff on the account. So it is public, but it's also like semi-private, if you know what I mean. Like it's in the public ledger, but not, you can't just go and view it. So I think that's solves a lot of problems. Um, that makes that sense. But if your viewer key gets owned. Well, like, I'm, I'm sure. If, I'm sure because it's not, you know, a viewer key would, probably be something which you would be able to cycle i haven't looked into it that yeah can you, can you key rotate that 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 would be yeah like if you can rekey it for the public yeah. key or you can raise multiple public keys yeah if it's like, a disconnect. Disconnect. like an api key like that's kind of what you want right yeah yeah and being able to make them time bound or whatever because it's like oh yeah we're working with you for the next three months so therefore you will have you could be able to do this but after that it shouldn't work and like there's levels of sophistication that we need to get to and I think will happen over time. But that's where I'm like, you, you just the time branded kind of- things would be interesting because if it was like, I know in the cosmos ecosystem, say if um, say something like that did exist, like a, uh, a time banded key, then <laughs> like potentially, you know, once your key runs out, you're not supposed to have access to like any of the history anymore, right? But what if you just like partially sync an RPC and then query it? So you would have like the most up-to-date information the RPC has up to the block until where you have synced it. And then you could still use your key for the historical data anyway. But that's not dissimilar from if I give a load of information to a company and we're working with them up until a certain point, they have that information they could take True. copies of it and they could illegally make use of that. And then I can take them to court. And I think that that's where I'm yeah. just like, some of these things already have, um, oh, there was the, um, uh, the outrage about the Willy Wonka thing in Glasgow. Um, where Oh, Glasgow yeah. And like, there was a ridiculous tweet that I saw where someone was like, this is why AI is so dangerous because they were just able to produce these marketing materials and misled everyone. And it's really terrible. And I'm there just going, Mm. trading standards can literally intervene regardless it doesn't matter that the tool was ai if if a designer had made that poster it would still be the problem right like but people think people get so blinded by being in tech that they think that what they're doing is new and it isn't that like it's like and i know that sounds so i think you might for 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 viewers and listeners that that aren't familiar with the hilarious glasgow disaster that you've just referenced uh, Bandy, you might have to just explain. Okay, so, so, uh, paint or you know, put into your AI uh, of choice uh, that it will create a picture of a immersive Willy Wonka inspired magical land. That so, sorry, uh, just the, dying. The, Don't worry the, about the, me. Um, Bendy's just but, partially fucking dying uh, off yeah, off microphone. don't worry about it it's fine it's all fine um but then what you you do is you go to an industrialist you pay 35 english pounds or scottish pounds actually um and then you go to an industrial estate in glasgow and you walk in 
and there are some plastic props and a small bouncy castle. And some stuff has been stuck to the walls with staples. That is what happened. And then there was effectively, being in Glasgow, a riot as angry mums with kids kicked off. Um, My favourite bit about the story, by the way, I I hadn't actually even realised until later that there was even any AI involved you know to give it a newspaper hook like is this ai gone mad it's like like you say no it's somebody having a laugh gone mad but i saw this bit which said that as the children were like at the end of the experience which bear in mind is the end of the experience is the beginning when it's an empty room in an industrial estate with a bouncy castle they were given i think it was like a couple of sweets and a, a watered-down glass of cheese by somebody dressed as an elf, but the elf costumes hadn't come through or something. So they yeah, just, the, the Oompa Loompa wasn't even an Oompa Loompa, right? The Oompa Loompa, the, Oompa, the, the person was dressed as an elf because they couldn't get an Oompa Loompa outfit. So it was just some poor like student actor with watered-down orange juice with kids literally crying their eyes out at him, just being like, what am I doing here? <laughs> Oh, it's um, fucking hilarious. I, I mean, I yeah, I've uh, I've worked on events uh, that there was there was an event that I worked on where trading standards did get involved because of the advertising of it. Um, oh, was it that Christmas Land one? It was not the Christmas Land. Mm-hmm. Um, it was someone was was trying to put on a, a tribute to uh, the greatest show. Um, and there were there were rights issues and the, there were all sorts of things and and anyway it was one of those where as the marketing person I'm going there are red flags here there are red flags like seriously we this is and you know the company's just steaming ahead and you're going well, I'm pretty sure we're probably breaking the law um, anyway everyone got their money back no harm no foul right um, but <laughs> but it could have easily been in a newspaper to be honest because people just left and and children cried. Oh, there's something just I I know it's like I, you shouldn't laugh. You shouldn't. It's like the tombstoning, isn't it? Somebody tweeted at me. You shouldn't laugh um, about whichever what was, last few episodes we, we were talking about tombstoning, and apparently I was just like, yeah, no, you shouldn't laugh about this stuff. Shouldn't laugh, and I apparently immediately laughed. And somebody like tweeted at me like, you shouldn't laugh. Brackets open, chuckles audibly. And I was like, yeah, okay, fair enough shouldn't laugh but the children crying bit is just there's every every year there's something in the paper isn't there about like like a winter wonderland or something that sounds great and then the last line of the article is always just like crying children blah 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 and you're just like oh, it's from what it's not you <laughs> there was a why are the children always crying <laughs> because they had they had the expectation that something in life might not turn out to suck because they haven't haven't yet learned. No, there's no. They're, they're they're just future shitcorn buyers who are then going they to complain. Are shitcoin buyers. Oh, I tell you what though, right? Here's something that isn't a shitcoin. I went to the fucking zoo the other day, right? Okay, that's not the story. Uh, I I saw a lion, right? And the fucker comes up to the edge of the cage, and you know, you know, like lions and tigers, they have like total contempt for you, don't they? They're like, 
if this glass wasn't here, I'd fucking nut you, mate. That's what they look at you and they're like, you're not so big, you're not so tough. And you're like, God damn it, you really hate me, lion guy. And then I was like, okay, cool, right. That that was wild. A bit weird to see a lion in a cage. I I was like, yeah, zoos are weird, huh? Anyway, started like toddling off as as you do, right? And then there's like this big like uh like fake sounding roar thing as I like walking down this little garden path thing, you know, this themed path and it's telling you all about you know lion conservation and this and that. I'm like, oh that's a bit fucking cheesy, isn't it? A bit of a lion roar. Uh, all right. No, it's like Chessington World of Adventures or something. And then yeah, I keep toddling along and there's another roar and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, roar, roar, roar. Like go to the little lad in the baby carrier. I'm like, do you hear that little one? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Come around the corner and there's a fucking lion. There's a second lion. I didn't realize there were two lions at the zoo. There's a second lion also right up against the fucking thing. And he's just roaring. And I was like, oh, fuck, that really loud roar. That's a fucking real lion. He's just chilling there. And again, he's just like, he, I, I shit you not, he fucking looks at me and then just licks his fucking lips. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? Fair play to you, lion guy. I'm going to get the fuck away from your enclosure. Uh, you know, it's the, it's also the you know the only one in the zoo. Everything else is like, ah, uh, it's like the penguin enclosure, and then the lion enclosure is like fucking locked down. You know, it's got those huge pillars with you know the the overhangs and stuff, just like our Jurassic Park. And you're like, these lions are already beaten. They're in a zoo. What can they do? And then you see it lick his lips, and you're like, best to be safe than sorry. You know, <laughs> build that wall a bit higher, maybe. You know, just an idea. My, I've got a very dear friend who works at uh, he is he works in marketing at uh, a safari park. Um, they had um, they had two tigers, male and a female, and uh, yeah, they were trying to mate um, and be kind of encouraged to mate. And um, tiger takes lady tiger into the bushes, and then just kills her in the bushes. And the staff had to then, like, basically go in to the murdering tiger thing and retrieve the dead tiger um, and then, like, work out what the hell they do with, like, it's behind the cage, right? Like, even though it's in the safari park, you don't actually drive by the tiger because it will have you. But this is now a murdering tiger. And like, so they have to like, I forgot what it was. It's like they spent another million quid making the fence fencier um, in order to keep everyone safe. And it's like, and I was just like, yeah, he, he was like, well, they say all good publicity is good publicity. I was like, not that one, not the one where what we actually have here is a wild animal that is going to kill you. Well, also, like I know, I know they're solitary, aren't they? That's that's the thing. The tigers are not supposed to hang out with each other. But... Well, they, they, they had to, like they they did it all correctly, as far as I understand. Where they introduce them, you know, they they send each other romantic letters or whatever it is that they do as part of their courtship, and they it's, you know the standard I, I imagine for tigers. They seem quite pushy. But yeah, anyway, dragged her into the bush. They thought for just a bit of privacy, but actually for murdering. <laughs> that's fucked up, man. Like. Cause I, I mean, tigers kind of look like, yeah, I, I don't know why it bugs me that like, I'm like, oh, obviously if it dragged an antelope, it just like rips its head off. You're like, tigers will be tigers. But like, if it kills one of its own kind, you're like, you're a monster. You're a tiger killer. Yeah. This is the thing though, right? Like in nature, killing other species sound, not a problem 
just fill your boots, right? Killing your own kind, evil. It's not on, is it? Um, I've just started reading. I, I needed a break from reading worthy stuff and also reading fucking papers all the time. Uh, and I've just started reading a, a somewhat trashy fantasy uh, novel. And, uh, or maybe it's well thought of. I don't even fucking know. But I was recommended it was just as like, a, this is really easy reading. And I was like, that's what I need right now. Um, the And there's the second, they, they have some, they have some like, old guys and they're like the first law is i don't know something ominous about not crossing the other side i'm sure that will come back in the third act and be bad and the second law is don't eat your own kind which i'm sure will also come back in the third act but i was like mr tiger the second law apparently from this book i've only just started reading don't eat your own kind but I was like, that is quite good world building because, like, they basically laid out these three kind of gibberish sounding but obviously significant points about the world. And even to a reader on like very early in the book who's not very invested, you're like, mm, I viscerally don't agree with eating your own kind. And you've just told me a story about a tiger. And I'm like, couldn't agree more. It's good world building. It fit well into this, whatever it is, book. Yeah. Um, um, that's the kind of classic game of nose tangent, actually, that one. Um, well, there's also the horrible morality decision of like, what do you do with the tiger? What do you do with the murder tiger? Right? Like, come well, on. Either, either you market market him as murder tiger, right? And you put like a, a, a wrestling belt around him that says murderer, killer. <laughs> I was, ah, missed it straight away. It's killer, obviously. Um, or, you, or you go like, you know, sometimes bad things happen to good people you know he's under a lot of pressure a lot of stress you know i've had a very violent upbringing you know sometimes people just repeat what they're seen you know what they what they grew up with what they're used to and that like with with careful reform and reflection like we can reintegrate him into zoo society um well it's because it is a you know demonetize him or do you, you know, he's already kind of imprisoned, right? Like, that was his day-to-day. -day. Like, there's not a lot you can do. I mean, when you put it like that, actually, the, the morality of it is someone by the by. It's like, the poor fucker's already imprisoned. What do you do? Well, I gotta, I have the feeling that whatever I do, I'm going to continue selling tickets to his suffering. So, you know, that's kind of the baseline decision already sort of made from that like the argument is that they do a bit of breeding to to help endangered species but what that actually ends up doing is leading to some of the species dying so probably can't do that bit i just find it the whole thing's quite funny shouldn't laugh it's quite funny do you know what else is funny uh, about zoos from this week so i was in scotland obviously so i was at edinburgh zoo um they had two pandas right for for 10 10 years 15 years and and they were given by china i think on the understanding that because they have like a good good research links with the universities and blah 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 that they would be able to get these pandas to mate and they did not successfully mate and then so they just they they got to the end of the agreement period and they just took the pandas back they they went back to china and so there's this huge panda enclosure it's <laughs> just got nothing in it sounds like my preferred kind i hate pandas i think pandas uh deserve to be extinct it's my That's it's my probably hot, my hottest take. That, that is a red that is a red hot take. Uh, pandas deserve to be extinct. They're a charismatic megafauna, Ben. What's your beef with the pandas? They don't want to mate. They like like literally they don't want to. 
they have no instinct to keep their species going and we're trying to step in to help them. Um, but also they are maybe they're right about global warming. warming. Maybe they're just bummed out, man. I mean, maybe, but they also are meant to be carn carnivores. They literally have the teeth for it, but instead they eat bamboo. There's loads of bamboo in the world. They only eat two because they're fussy fuckers. They're also black and white, which is their idea of camouflage, but they live in the jungle, which is primarily green. They also, when they need the toilet, do a fucking headstand and it all falls on themselves. And the reason they do the headstand is so that they can mark the tree. And it's a sign of being the alpha, how high up you can mark the tree. The problem with that is, because you don't want the other pandas to come near you, right? But the problem with that is pandas' faces are near the fucking floor. So they don't actually make any, none of it makes sense. And they just- Do they actually do, no, that doesn't sound real. I'm yes, gonna, they, 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 do, no they do their poos standing on their head. Face. Up against the tree. <laughs> See Noel's expression. He's like, "Hang on a minute, hang on a minute." Do pandas piss on their own face? <laughs> I want to see a picture of this. Um, Genuinely, I only see pandas climbing trees very badly. I don't. Oh no, this one's doing a handstand. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay, no, legit. Well, Fuck, they're dumb. <laughs> they are pretty dumb. I mean. So, so your, your your argument is essentially like the children of man, Alfonso Cuaron. You know, the absence the absence of rearing of offspring is a kind of metaphorical sign of the absence of hope, the absence of belief in the future. For that, they should be punished for their own hopelessness. No, no, no. We, we, I think we could just leave them to their own devices, and they would exterminate themselves. I think, like with most species, with most species, they're fucked because of us. Pandas are the opposite. And we can't go back and change the episode title to "Fuck the Pandas." Keep, keep them going. Here, here is an interesting title for a blog post: "Pandas use scent trees to network, like Facebook." Study reveals. <laughs> There's definitely two titles there, aren't there? There's the one that the person originally wrote, and then there's the bit that their editor told them to jam on the end. I Facebook. I have often thought that being on Facebook was like doing a shit onto your own face while doing a handstand. I mean, that checks out. I found out the other day that something I need to um, there's a there's a group I need to join in order to get some information on something that's happening, and. The only place it exists, like it's fucking 2007, is in a Facebook group. And I, I long ago deleted my account. So I'm going to have to literally, this is like, I, I delete my Twitter account. And then when I got into crypto, I had to get a Twitter account again. So I had to create a burner one. And then that became actually important to our work. And then I ended up having to be on Twitter again. The one thing I didn't want. It's exactly the same thing you can't escape it's almost like these networks of social connections are really hard they start as a network and they become a web a web that like like that awful film that's just come out that everybody's rubbishing including the people in it madame web you join a network and it becomes madame web it's a shit show huh huh <laughs> are you still looking at pictures of pandas pissing themselves now uh, no, I was just reading Rama's comment here. Uh, it says, uh, I'd mark the trees so high, especially after a good Indian carry. I could have done some tree marking myself the other night. Homemade. If you, um, 
if you are having a very explosive um, uh, bowel movement after curry, might I suggest that you uh, uh, find a better restaurant because probably uh, there's either an excess of oil or an excess of uh, fennel in the cooking, um, which is... Or not enough of either. <laughs> or... Or, well, actually, so the other problem could be that there's there's quite a bit of chili in there, and you might actually be either allergic or intolerant to it, which is why your body's trying to get rid of it. In which case, um, you know, that would be really bad for you because chili's great, but um, you know, I can't I can't help you there. I'm not a uh, diet dietitian. No, it would so be like gastroenterologist. Very subject. <laughs> <laughs> Which you seem to be like about to die on a sword next to it. Um, so looking forward for the next few weeks, we are going to have Zion on here, a bit of alpha. Um, the guys are going to come on and chat with us, probably sit in the corner quietly while we talk about shitting ourselves with curry. But I do actually find Zion quite interesting. Um, burnt Zion, I believe it's called. So it's a counter-strategy. I'm struggling with the name here. Like Zion as in... Zion. Okay. So literally as in Zion. So will the people be Zionists? Why do they pick that name? Do they really like like the Matrix and they're just completely unaware of any of the other implications of the word? (laughs) Perhaps. I don't know. Uh, but do they really look like Snoop Dogg? And they just did a very, 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 very shallow investigation of what Rastafarianism is, and went that word will do. They could also they could have been inspired by the Bob Marley film. So, despite the did name, that or has that just come out? Look, you will have plenty of time to ask them when they come on on the th- on the thirteenth. But anyway, I actually find this this chain quite interesting with the. Um, account abstraction there is like no well you can have a seed phrase but you can also use email addresses and you know other stuff for account verification it's pretty interesting from a user perspective anyway so like sui sure like sui don't know i've never used sui uh you can you can basically log in with a gmail oh yeah well i mean this one you i believe you can log in with many 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 different things um but yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be it would be any oauth provider so same as sweet probably really yeah well you can bring that up it's the new it's the new hotness it's the new hotness <laughs> well so, so like, like i said like my knowledge is like super like the one thing that pricks up my ear is anything to do with privacy and identity and then i'm in and so i know that one of the things that that is that is hot right now is uh oh is using oauth and an oidc type providers to on so the reason people are doing it right is to onboard users without them having to do the shakeroo with private keys and stuff right but depending on how you implement it there's an additional benefit which um is almost unintentional actually which is that you can break the link between identity and wallet because you don't if you implement it in a particular way you don't actually have to reveal that you are um you don't ever have to put on chain anywhere that you are that particular um identity because it's all done via the same token exchange mechanisms it would be 
with an untrusted website. Like, so I could sign, there are websites that I don't trust where I can sign in using my GitHub um, user account, right? Using OAuth, same thing, where they get a, a token that will authenticate me for that session and they can they can store that or something, but it, it doesn't actually contain any information with me about me. Um, well, actually, the it's a bit more complicated than that, but that's conceptually how it works. Um, and so like there's there's similar things at play with this kind of system and you can get a similar kind of um, separation of an account and a uh, an OAuth identity provider or whatever. Um, so it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, depends. The the really interesting thing is if you, what kind of security model you have in your chain abstraction as well, because you can give more or less privacy, basically. Um, I'm not an expert on it because there's some crypto- cryptography involved, and that's not my uh, bit big brain for me. But I just know that bit. Well, I do not know much about it. Looking forward to uh, learning some about it, though. I mean, I used it in the in the test net, and it was. Quite good. It works. <laughs> so, can you look up? So, if you wanted to look up your balance, how do you look it up? So you just log in, basically. So, um, but are, are other people's balances public? Is what I mean. Other people's accounts? I I don't know. I get like presumably there's an explorer of some description. The extent of my use was that I went to a website, I logged in with my email. And then I made some like swaps and stuff on the test net just to play around with it. But I didn't actually find a browser or anything to look through. But presumably it would be like every other Cosmos chain. You could probably use, you know, a MintScan based type browser with account numbers and stuff. It's just, I guess the authentication behind the account, account numbers is different. Yeah, well, that's that's the question, isn't it? It's just how much they how much they're storing, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, yeah, again, ask them all about it uh, when they come on. So, okay, I will do. <laughs> <laughs>